Welcome back, y'all, to the 24th podcast. This is the Zachary Wingate podcast, where we podcast 365 days. I don't know where I got this crazy idea, but I'm allowing it to take over. And today is August 29th, and it's a Monday. This show will be a reflection of a wrap-up of my time in Columbia, kind of giving an overview of the last few days. So if you are interested in Columbia, listen up. You know, I learned and saw a lot of very cool things. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. If you're working out, push hard. Before I get into today's actual podcast, I really want to give you some random sounds of Columbia. So you hear music, cars, cutting up coconuts, just to give you in the vibe of what Columbia is like. As we stop into a little tienda by the road, an older woman, maybe in her 60s, cuts up a coconut with a machete and gives it to us in a straw. Although this sounds like church music, it was a sing-along happening at the white party, which I thought was pretty cool. Throughout that party, there was different transitions within the music. This is a more subtle transition. This is more of a wild transition. This music kind of got everyone going. It's a Colombian, it's a South American style type music. I don't know the name of it, but man, I started dancing and playing the bongos and acting like a crazy man. Columbia, Columbia, Columbia. Where do I begin? It was a fast and furious three to four days. Interacting with this country really brought to mind like a lot of things, you know. Um, It was my first time in Colombia. It was my first time in another South American country. Uh, seeing it and seeing it, comparing the differences, even though, you know, Colombia and Ecuador is really, really close. Um, a couple things right off the top, you know, there's there's a high level of poverty there. And where I was in, in Cartagena, um, all the way to San Martes, you know, we did a road trip for three days and we stopped into Bar- Barca, Barna, Barna. And the people are just so different, you know. It's really a lot of beach town type environment on the Caribbean Ocean at the top there of South America. But I was really intrigued by the people. I mean, last night when we were driving in, um, but it was raining, and people were walking in the rain like nothing was going on, and it was a torrential downpour, and everybody was outside and. You know, it was just really interesting because everyone was outside. There was a local soccer game on television or football, and everyone was watching it. And we drove by this one corner, and it's like you had people who were just walking in the rain, riding their bikes in the rain, talking like it was nothing. Okay, it didn't even phase them. And even for the people I was with who are Ecuadorian, it was a little bit strange. So those nuances like that. Then we drove around another curb and there was a giant tent 
with people huddled under it, avoiding the rain. So just seeing the rain in that environment was something that was really interesting. Um, then kind of driving through the barrios today, um, you know, we had to drive about two hours on the coast and we went through a lot of really poor villages and I've driven through Ecuador and I've seen poor villages in Ecuador. Um, but in Colombia, it just had a whole different feel. You know, we went by these, you know, we were in the town where Shakira was born and lived. And as we exited the city, you know, I've seen some barrios in my day, but you know, the barrios that they had there were just really, really poor. And, you know, to paint a picture for you, you're driving through, you know, a beautiful, beautiful area with the coastline and the beach. And you look to your right and you see just tons of trash. And as we were literally driving through there, someone had a trash bag and they took all of their trash and just dumped it in the river. And I, I have never seen anything quite like that. Um, you know, Ecuador is really clean. I saw some of that in El Salvador and I saw some of that in China but not at that level. I mean, they had waste disposal people picking it up. It wasn't like, you know, like people had were picking up trash in the streets. In China, what they do is they just throw all of their trash in the street. And they wouldn't even have bags. And people would come and just shovel it into a truck. Which, like, it worked because you can't have millions and millions of plastic trash bags. But sometimes it just wasn't the prettiest. So that in itself... I think was really eye-opening for the levels of poverty that they have within Colombia. And I was driving through the city too, and I like had a flashback. So in the villages, they had direct TV on top of these, these concrete buildings. So these concrete buildings were like streaming or watching, you know, direct TV, the same direct TV you watch in the United States. And it was so fascinating to be like, wow, they are these technology, like, where technology doesn't always, it drips through. And when I was about 15 years old, I lived in Alaska, Bethel, Alaska, for the summer. And it was an experience in itself, but I was in an Eskimo village, or an Inuit village, and I remember walking into this home, and there was no running water, the floor was barely holding up, but they had direct TV. And everybody was watching Fight Club. And I thought, how strange. Like, this multi, like, motion picture with these big actors. And they're, you know, people are watching this movie in a hut. Or a wooden building within, within, within this Inuit village. And it was just, once again, like, I, I can't express what it's like to see that. You see how people are living and, you know, the luxury they have is satellite TV. And within itself, it's just, it's just fascinating. So, because, you know, it's, it's almost like, you, you know, you're living in a very primitive home, but you have like high-speed internet. And you're like, wow, you know, it's, it's amazing the jumps that we're having in the last, you know, 15 to 20 years as it relates to technology and where it can go in the world. Um, and two, it's like driving through Colombia. I'm not necessarily going to say it's nerve-wracking, 
but you have to be really aware of what you're getting into. I mean, we were driving and there was a protest and the traffic was shut down and the gas attendant was telling us to be really safe because uh, what happens is people will rob you as you are um, if your car is stopped. So always locking the doors, always seeing who's coming up and speaking with you. And then we got into another situation where we were we were trying to make our flight to the airport and we were driving two hours th- through what looked like to be Louisiana. You know, you had this kind of like bayou feel with the poverty on top of the ocean. And, you know, it's like we were driving by on a road and some guy just walked up, threw his hands up and had a big fish in his hands. Just, you know, saying, hey, I got a fish, which I've never really seen that before. And I've been to a couple countries, you know, I've been to, you know, I've been to over 12 countries and I was raised in the South and I've never seen something quite like that. So that's what I mean when it comes to Colombia is it had these unique things about it. But then we ended up in a village and we were driving through in another traffic jam and we didn't know how to get out. And there was all these people on motorcycles driving around trying to make eye contact with you. And eventually we started to follow this motorcyclist who made eye contact with us. And we didn't know where he was leading us because he was leading us through this village and these back roads. And mind you, we're driving a little tiny, like, Chevy car. And we're kind of going through it, going up and down, going through these roads. And, you know, you can still see the road to the right and it's a lot of traffic. And we get to some point in the village where there's like walls up and you can't see anything anymore. And that's when I got a little bit weary. Um, but we kept following him and he pushed us on through the highway and we, we paid him for it and he stopped traffic and, and we kept driving and there still was a traffic jam for miles going both ways. So it's just really interesting. And then we ended up getting to our, our airport and the airport was literally right on the beach Like, I've never seen an airport on the beach before. And, like, you could literally walk out of the airport and put your feet in the Caribbean. So, it was was really interesting. But, just trying to give an overview. And then we flew in and we're back here in um, Quito for the time being. And for me, Quito feels really comfortable. I know it. I've been here a few times now. I mean, I've been here three times, but this is my fourth time coming back into the country, um, and it's easy, I mean, the people relaxed, you know, I just, I can't even begin to tell, it's like two, the takeaways from, from Colombia for me is the service is phenomenal, people serve you, and people interact with you at a high level, it's like, at that white party, they would not stop serving me, uh, agua diente, you know, which was, And they kept making sure I always had a drink in my hand, always had a drink in my hand. And the restaurants do the same thing when you go to the restaurant. They'll just, they'll just keep bringing you beer until you say no. Like they see it like low and they just keep bringing it, which is pretty intense. Um, The things that it was lacking is a little bit of infrastructure. Um, I think some waste management is really needed in some parts of Colombia. Um, and you just really have to always be on your guard. You don't ever know, you know, people are helping you or they're trying to take advantage of you because it is so poor. So 
All in all, I had a great experience in Colombia. I had quite the adventure. I saw a lot of Colombia in a short time, but I am happy to be back in Ecuador and getting back to normal programming. This podcast has kind of been a tutorial overview of my days because I don't really have necessarily the same time to prep. But I want to thank you for listening, and I look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow.